Welcome to the Rock Your Life Show. Where questions meet answers. The profound meets the mundane. And we help you rock rock your your life. life. We are your hosts, the Vignatis. I'm Tracy. And I'm Fabrice. Welcome, everybody. It's a a very cold winter for us here in L.A. And And rainy. Oh, my God. What does that mean? Lots of snow. So we have got to... uh, Get to ski. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two shoes. Love it. Best sport on the earth. It's the time to go skiing. (laughs) Time? Uh, People don't know why you're saying that. I know. Well, they will. They'll get to it in a minute. Okay, now enough of the bad humor. Yeah. (laughs) We chose to discuss time, the past, present, and future. And I think that because we're human beings, we're kind of obsessed with time in some capacity in one of these facets, whether it be past, present, or future. So we're going to talk about it. Yeah. And what does time actually mean? What is it? And uh, let's start with a definition, how about? Yeah. Well, according to physics, time is the progression of events from the past to the present and into the future. It's a change or the interval over which change occurs. Now, be mindful that for mathematicians and philosophers, this topic is debated as they have a different definition of it and... It's debated by some of the most esteemed scientists and philosophers in the world. So, But for our purposes today, we're going to stick with the physics definition. Um, otherwise, if we get into this debate and what time, blah, 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 it will be a timeless podcast. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. <laughs> Another bad piece of humor. Wow. So we are human beings for the most part. <laughs> And we have limited capacity of how we interpret time. And as humans, we interpret it in a linear fashion. What time is it? Is it noon? Is it one o'clock? What time do we need to be there? And thanks to the Egyptians who invented a sundial, and there's debate on when that was actually invented, but I'm sure some of you back in third grade or second grade created a sundial and you'd go outside and try to figure out what time it was and you'd see the shadow and all that stuff. But this was invented for us to somehow measure the series of events, which later evolved in today's clocks or for the fortunate ones of us, the Rolex, which is also on my bucket list. Mm, yeah. Brentling is too, a good one too. Yes. Because we have this limited capacity to understand time, we only see it in a linear movement as it's passing by. So I like to look at it as like an arrow, like mm. it's a continuous shooting of an arrow or an infinite train that's just going from east to west or west to east, however you think. But it keeps moving or at least that's how we perceive it. And it's irreversible and it's cumulative. Yep. So you can see how occupied we in a society are with time. Like the expressions in business, you've heard some of them. Yeah, like time is money. Time is at the essence. Yeah, exactly. Or uh, even 
with events that you do. Better luck next time. And how many songs can you think of with time in the title? There's so many of them. First one I would think is Time from Pink Floyd. Oh, of course. That's a classic. And I don't know why the Cher song popped up for me from the late 80s. It's a... If I could... I could Oh, Cindy Whoppers. Oh, that's, that's a, a good great one. one. That's yes. a gorgeous song. But my personal favorite is As Time Goes By from Casablanca. That's 1931. But you can see that there's all of these references in society to time. We, yeah, we pay a lot of attention to time. So as we understand it, uh, there are three like sections of time with past, present, and future. So let's kind of take a look at these and I think that human beings can be attached to one of these like a predominance I think so and it's what psychologists call time perspective or TP that's not toilet paper just FYI when you, <laughs> when you see that that's not what that is so you so, mean that time is very important <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I know another TP that's important too but anyway <laughs> let's move on exactly oh well, the bad I mean, humor the hits keep coming Hey, I just noticed that when you open your phone, what is the first thing you see? The first thing you see, at least on the new OS of the iPhone, is the big fat clock. That's right. Because when we updated, the, the font was, it's like four times the thickness. So tell me we're not obsessed with it. Yeah. I think we are. So let's look at past. What is the past? As we interpret it, as we understand, it's gone. It's no longer existing. It's behind us. Then there's the present, which exists. It's currently existing or occurring now. And the future, the future is the unknown or what's to come has not yet happened. So let's look at the past for a second and how we relate to past time. And I think that people who tend to cling to this or... Uh, attached to it where that's the predominant thing in their life you can see it in their behaviors yeah in their as well speech yeah think okay it's playoffs right <laughs> Let, let's think of the, of the playoffs it is or it's Super Bowl or whatever it is or whatever kind of sporting event Super we, Bowl. we've all known that guy that's 45 who still talks about, well, when I was in high school and I threw that pass. It's like, dude, that was a couple years ago. That was a minute ago, okay? A long minute. But keeps referring to back in the day. Look at now. Plastic surgeons make a fortune off people who are referring to the past. I want to look younger. I want to roll the clock back. Yeah, due to the concept of aging. Yeah. Which is something that we can stop. Yeah, I, I can't say I love it when I look at old pictures, when yeah. I'm like, oh, I'd like to be that cute again. But, you know, that's life. Yeah. You can't stop that process. And I think that those who are really occupied with this particular one, you notice that it's always better back then. Always. 
Like, oh man, back then, that was those were the good old times, the good old days. So that means it stopped you from going forward? It sure can. But it's always better. Like, my ex was the hottest thing ever. You well, know, I'm she's sure. the hottest chick I've ever dated. Or my ex had the best cars ever. You know, whatever. I mean, it's... Everything's always the best in the past. I had the best time back then. Yeah. That means not, not now irrelevant. Yeah. What does it mean? It means now that you just discount what's here. I think dominating or living there where that's the predominant facet that you're dealing with is very dangerous. It's an, it's almost serves like an anchor. And the attachment to the past is uh, quite, um, puzzling but we know it so we it's have, familiar it's familiar mm -hmm. even if it's negative and detrimental yeah. you still remember it and it's familiar mm -hmm. and i think as people get older and you definitely notice this in elderly people how even if they're told by a physician there are some dietary changes or some lifestyle changes you should be making for your future or for your present even. <laughs> and they'll still smoke the cigarettes. They'll still drink the bottle of wine a night. They'll still, 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 because they're so attached to that action, that activity that made them maybe feel good or maybe they're um, too insecure to try something new. I mean, who knows why people live in those pasts? Yeah, and the crazy part is that if you, for example, taking this example of the smoking, you smoke and you don't think about the future. You're in the past. You know what's going to happen if you keep smoking. Yeah, I, I've always smoked. Okay, does that mean you should always do it? Uh, exactly. I mean, of course it's your choice. Do what you want. I really yeah. honestly don't care what people do as long as it doesn't affect me. But actually what it does is it affects the whole. Yeah. But I think that Maybe the, those clinging or that attachment to those past events in our lives or living in the past is is in, stems from insecurity or regret or maybe guilt. Who knows what anchors one to stay in that realm? No, another good example is technology. When you don't move, huh. let's not talk about my father. When you when you don't move with the technology. Oh, I have to just tell you guys. My father bought a TV. It didn't come with a manual, so he returned it. Why? Because he doesn't own a computer. Don't get me started. That's a whole other episode. Oh, even worse. He doesn't own a computer, but he doesn't have an email. No. No computer, no email, no nothing. Can you believe they changed my appointment? They didn't even call me. Yes, I can believe that. No one does that anymore. Exactly. If you get a call, it's spam or an emergency. Honestly. Anyway, that's a whole other... <laughs> I'm not putting my dad on the, Technology. you know, up on the block. So, but yeah, when people don't want to move, yeah. they like it back then. I like working from paper. I like making mimeographs or whatever the hell, you know, what's that from the twenties or something? I don't even know. I like my eight tracks. <laughs> Great. Stick to it. <laughs> Can you send me a copy of your eight tracks? Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to crank my car. Okay, Dad. Anyway. So, however, let's look at the flip side of reflecting on your past or maybe having some sort of 
connection to it, whatever. The past has its benefits in that that's where our memories are. And a lot of times they can be very happy. And when they're happy memories, you do want to remember your past. That's a positive thing. Yes, memory has a great power on your life. Oh, for sure. They bring you joy or sorrow. But you know them. It's Again, familiar. It's yeah. familiar. It's familiar. Back to familiar. Yep. It could also help propel you to move forward. And they are yours. You attach. Right. Though again, you get attached to the past. And they can't be taken away. And I think that's why the attachment is even stronger. Yeah. It's just like someone's education. You can't take it away. Yeah. So people can cling to those memories. And let's face it, our past, it does shape and mold us. And reflecting on it, it can be a very useful tool to help you propel you forward and maybe to not repeat mistakes that you did in the past. Yes, he project he has a he has this strong human beings has a strong belief that we ignore the fact we can change the past, but we know that we cling on it with so much uh, importance and make it predominant in that linear of past, present, and future. Yeah. And we enjoy that. I mean, we clearly enjoy talking about the past. You, keep, you caught everybody in the, in, the, in the sense talking about the past. Some people go light up. Oh yeah. my God, it's fantastic. Some other people talk about the future and even yeah. and, uh, but the past. Has a diff now but, let's talk about the shaping of your life. I mean, I'm the prime example with well, what yeah, and you have to remember, I just wanted to piggyback on that one thing that your past, it's almost like in your mind, it's a library of your life. Correct. There are movies, there are videos that only you can check out. And when you look at pictures, pictures right. are here to remind you about your past. You open your phone, you look at the pictures, you gotta they're here. You carry them with you in the, right. in the phone. Mm -hmm. You can watch them all the time. So they are, there's a lot of, in society, there's a lot of elements that brings you back to the past mm -hmm. more than the future. Right. That's right. Which we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So the present. The present is the now. It's existing and occurring now. It sounds a little bit cliche because we hear that phrase all the time, live in the moment, live in the present. But the reason that it so sounds cliche is because there's so much truth to it and it's maybe overly saturated in everything around us because there's some truth to it. There is truth to it. And when you think about people who live in the present, they're more positive. They're happier, and I think they have a hell of a lot less anxiety and enjoy things more. You know the phrase carpe diem, and that literally, it's a Latin term. We won't get into the history about Horace and all of that, but it literally means pluck the day. And now, we commonly know it, we know it as seize the day. And do you know anyone who's living in the present that's less satisfied or less happy? I personally haven't met anybody. No, um, size the day, enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. That's another one too. Let's enjoy the moment is a very important one. Let's appreciate the moment <clears throat> well, as well. But let's enjoy the moment. That's the Enjoy moment. and appreciate 
is a big topic throughout this. I think that's a key word that we want you to remember as we're going through this today. I think we all know that there's one person that everybody knows who always seems to be that good time Charlie, who is maybe uh, you might call them a hedonist. Yeah. yeah. Which in our society, we don't like that term. We don't like that term hedonist. It implies overindulgence and selfishness and taking over and irresponsibility. But if you say live in the moment, that sounds softer and better, doesn't it? But it's the same. It's the same thing. So hedonism is pleasure seeking. And that person tends to put things on the line and risks things to fulfill their goal or their desire in that moment and hence leading to pleasure. I mean, you can see people who do it in positive ways that aren't detrimental yeah. and really enjoying vacations, enjoying surfing, whatever it is. A lot of surfers, I think, that are definitely live in the moment and they appreciate what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. But I also do believe that even though it's in a detrimental sense, there's also those who live in the present to get that, that euphoria is the drug addict. Yeah. It's the same thing. And some of you might be sending hate email to this, but it's true. You really got to think about what I'm saying here. Nothing is good or bad. I'm being neutral here. I'm just stating what I see. Now, with regarding to that hedonistic approach, that pleasure-seeking, it may at times appear, oh, that person's irresponsible or they don't care about any consequences. But maybe it's that... On the receiving end, you just don't understand what it means to live in that moment. I don't understand what it would be like to shoot heroin. But maybe for that, yes, it's detrimental to the person. They could die. I understand that. But that euphoria, that living in the moment is completely foreign to me. I don't understand it. So there is also a negative side to living too much in the present. Which, again, I'm going to reference that the drug addict who lives on impulse or someone who may be living in the present with shopping or partying or whatever the case may be. Impulsiveness can lead to the lack of concern for any consequence or the lack of um, knowing that things are temporary. It can lead to a denial thinking um, this is going to last forever. People who roll, they get the fast cash. That's why lotto winners, they usually blow all their money. Yeah. Because they're living so much in the present and not thinking about consequence and living off impulse and buying planes and this and that and just spending senselessly. So imagine, well, we see it when businesses do the same thing. If you are living too much in the present and don't have any kind of business plan, your business can go under. It's not good for future growth of a business to be impulsive because you can blow through your money. And if you live too much, too long in this state of living in the moment, carpe diem hedonism, it can lead to being overwhelmed and you lose sight of creating history or living like an, an ahistorical 
state of life, meaning that there's no sense of past or future. You're only concerned about your next now. Yeah. And I still believe that living the present, over, even if there's those negativity attached to it, it's still better than living the past because you are in the moment. I agree with that. And then the, uh, as much as the attachment to the past, the attachment is a characteristic to the past, I would say that the struggles of human being to stay in the present yeah. and to enjoy the present and to really think that this moment is now. And so it's difficult to appear because it goes so fast. Right. Because we, we could and, do, and we don't know and we don't know where it is. Right. So what is the present? When does the present begin? When does the present right. end? That's a whole other and, dis- and, philosophical discussion. And our little uh, uh, pre-brain can maybe not understand that and it goes so fast and so that you're like, "Whoa, uh, I have to pay attention and try to uh, exhaust a little bit more um, discipline to en- enjoy the moment or to live in the present. But I do think that... And what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. Sure. And I know we've discussed this before with the appreciation factor, that that word is everything. If you appreciate the present, I strongly believe that it, it won't be detrimental. Because when you have a, an appreciation for the given moment that you have in front of you, you don't want to tarnish it. Yeah. You don't want to ruin it or look at it negatively or blow it. You want to revere the moment. Yes, as well, it takes away stress. Oh, for sure. And another word that I will say with appreciation, I will say gratitude. Mm-hmm. Because the, the gratitude... Um, in the past, we repeatedly replay in our minds the past, and we decide, decide it, we analyze it. But in the present, no, you do nothing but choosing to appreciate. Mm-hmm. And even you're more open to what could happen because you have this appreciation. You're like, oh, okay, the present is where I am. So instead of uh, going back to the past and the, and the and all those worries. You know, I almost feel like... The fears drop. Right, I was just going to say that. Like, yeah. I, I almost feel like you're under, like, a waterfall, and it's just washing off all of the of anxieties and worries and stress. And, yeah. And you're it's a cleansing. Just, it, it's a cleansing, and you're, you'd almost feel like this freedom in it. Yes, that the str- another struggle to the present is to master it, which means you have to be the awareness of I am in the present. Now, if you're in a party and you're not living the present, how you, you see people like that. They're looking at their watches. Yeah, or, or how are you gonna? Yeah, or the next party. How are you gonna connect with people if you are not living in the right. present? How are you gonna? You're here. You're surrounding people, and you're thinking about the past or the future. Future, but you're in the present. There's people here. There's a reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So gratitude, appreciation. Being joyful. So let's look at the future. Well, the future is what hasn't happened yet. What is to come? The unknown. So a big component about the future is planning. And planning, of course, is part of this, as it is for events that haven't happened. I think it's 
it's necessary to have something in order in order for future to happen. So, and that, this gets a little bit tricky because if you're planning for a future party, you need to do present plans now for that future. But as far as what events happen at the party, you're not going to know what's going to happen at that event in the future. But <clears throat> the future helps us to make more prudent decisions and it motivates you to achieve goals and improve your state of well-being. It, it can lead to being maybe more generous in helping others if you go, oh, my future, here's what I'd like my future to look like. I would love to do this so that I can give to this and this charity and help animals and blah, 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 whatever your jam is. So the, the future, you always hear the future associated with the word hope. Yes. And dream. Hope, dreams, and goal. Yeah. The goals. So it's all... And positivity. Yes. The, your future is bright. Except that as human being, the only way, the only, the only negative force will be maybe the death. But we can come back to that. Yes. So here's the downside, though. If you're too occupied with the future, as I used to be, being raised by a father who was obsessed with the future. So, so many present moments just passed me by as a kid because it's that past that molded my present so that I became obsessed with the future. That's kind of nuts, but he was always worried about the future, the future. And that's fine, but the downside of that is you can't enjoy the present and it can create anxiety, which it did with me worrying about things that haven't happened. And it can also destroy potential relationships. True. Because if you're worried about this and you, you start projecting, worrying that any kind of worry can affect an outcome. Because I think anybody can pick up on your worry. You can see it through facial expressions, through mannerisms that someone is worried. So... It is unknown, and I think that's why people can get obsessed with it because they think they can control it. Yeah. No matter what, if I, work, if I just work hard enough, I can control an outcome, which you can't control. You can work toward an outcome, but there's no guarantee of that outcome. And in fact, for any of you who are Hallmark movie obsessed like me, especially around the holidays, we've all seen that Hallmark film where the girl has... <clears throat> you know, late 20s, has her five-year plan on paper, shares it with her friend. Oh, no, no, no. I'm getting my corporate job at 29. I'm going to be married by 31. I'm going to have a house by 33 and have a baby and blah, blah, blah. And then none of those things happen. She meets a cowboy from Wyoming and they end up on horseback out in the sunset. So you can't really predict what your future is, but you can plan for it. But to be obsessed with the future is very detrimental because it erases all. You can't enjoy your present and you kind of forget about your past. 
the word important you mentioned was the word unknown. And I think we, as human beings, dissociate ourselves mm. with, the, with the future. That's our struggle. The attachment of the past or the... <clears throat> the dissoci- the, we dissociate ourselves with the un- with the future because it's unknown. And so we are trying to figure out what will happen, but we are falling short about it. So the unknown is some kind of... has a power over us. So it's like because a- we want to control. Human being wants to control, yeah, wants to know. The past, we know. The present... Well, I got to think so. I kind of have a clue because I'm in it. And you struggle, but you, you know, yeah. I can try. I'm trying. But the future, whoa, that's unknown. It's uh, like a disconnect. There's not really a connection. And that's why I was approaching the concept about death when you're like, you, 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 you're going to get old. Oh, whoa, that's worrying. Oh, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm, but again, mm-hmm. some athletes live in the present. They, they, they do sports that, oh, I, I, Activities that you could die any moment, they live in the present. Skier, downhill skier, kids fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much in the present. Formula One driver, or exactly. driver. I mean, so they live in the present because they yeah. can't say, "Oh, what's going to happen to me? I could be in an hospital or anything." No, 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 no. So yeah, death has a power over us, and it can be a, a, a detrimental things. But the unknown is really what we fear. Right. Okay, so, um, you know, the mission of our our podcast is to bring you a solution. And and as we say in in, in the mission, which you can read on our uh, website, it talks about Eastern philosophy, which Tracy and I are very hooked up to and base our life on. So... We kind of want to introduce to you the Buddhist approach of inclusive containment. Now, what it is? Well, it's a different approach of ta- uh, to time. It's based on the uh, Buddhist, if you want to call it Buddhist, but we call it because it, I think it originated from Buddhist. An approach when it's termed as the three existences. Now, keep in mind that. Um, this concept doesn't view the um, time as linear, but it views the time with no beginning and no end. And so that life or time is eternal. And of course, on a concrete side for us as human, it's believing into reincarnation. And we can explain that with the cycle of sleeping or the rebirth. Right? Right. When we sleep. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, you go to bed, you sleep for eight hours, you're in a state, you don't know. When you're sleeping, you don't know, if, honestly, if you're alive or dead. So you wake up eight hours later and you carry on about your business. Well, the Buddhist view on death is the same. It's a phase of life. So it's a dormant phase until you're reborn again, until you're reincarnated. So it's not an ending, it's a continuum. So Yeah, you can see example when you sleep and then you wake up and you're like, How long did I fell asleep? And 
for you, it could be an eternity, but it could be 15 minutes. Look at people who are in comas. Correct. They wake up and how long have I been out? Uh, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Or you take a nap and you and you think you're out 10 minutes and you find out it's five o'clock, you fell asleep at noon. Yeah. So when you're dead, that when you when you sleep, or maybe when you in the phase of death, you don't have any concept of time. Time doesn't exist. Or maybe it does, but as far as I'm concerned, I do think that it's not existing because by the memory I remember oh, I don't have any concept of time. Right. So that's very important. But what we we believe is that it's a whole. And what he means a whole is that it the present, the past and the future are contained in the present. Now, this these are all aspects of the eternity of life. And that is linked based on what we, Tracy and I, live every day, which is the law of causality, the law of cause and effect. And so we see time more into the realm of causes and effect. And causes meaning your thoughts, your words, and your actions. And so in the present, because the past and the future are contained in the present, we are thinking, and that's why we want to teach you here or helping you understand that the causes I make in the present determine the future. So the cause you make in the past determine your presence and your cause you make in the present determine your future. So it's all contained somehow into the present. And it's that whole cycle thing that there's always that Buddhist cyclical concept. Because yeah, think about it. If you think about linear and you have a piece of paper when you draw a line and you said, put a mark on where the present, where the, 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 uh, the, the past end and where the future start. You can actually don't know where the the, no. the, the, the present end, the, sorry, the past end, and you don't know where the present end, and you don't know where the future starts. Right. So you basically like kind of like, it's confusing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, was that the past? No, I'm in the present, but the present was the past. But anyway, you Because see. we want a calculation that'll get us an answer. And that is why you could see that this concept that we try to help you is more a concept of a whole. That's what it is. It's a whole. I'd like to read a little quote from uh, Jose Toda. Quote, Everything in the universe, from the heavenly bodies to the smallest creatures, constantly changes. Nothing can be just as it was even a moment before. It's an illusion to think that you can remain the same. This being the case, what's most important is how you change for better or for worse, end quote. So if you don't consider this fact, then you're living your life out of habit. And when you live out of habit, you tend to become indifferent to whether you're changing at all, whether better or worse, even at all. And I think this is a, a danger in living life just out of habits where you don't have anything that's propelling you forward. Even an obstacle, 
obstacles propel you forward somehow. If you want to overcome them? Yes. yes but either way, you're going to have to do some kind of something. Yeah. Unless you want to stay there and just suck it up and, uh, woe is me, you know, that's up to you. So the constant change and the concept of the constant change proves you again that we don't have any, we don't know where the present be, right. is. We have no linear concept. The fact that it changes all the time just erase this concept of linear and makes much more important and prove again that it could be a whole. And that's what it yeah. is. So there's a concept that we call the middle way. And that's exactly what we want to try to help you implement into your life on a daily life. It's a conceptual, uh, it's a concept, but it is between um, worrying about the future and regrets about the past. Like, like, for example, in this moment, which is the now, that is the middle way. It's between the present and the future. Mm -hmm. So there's no existence except in the present. Now, it's hard to understand that, but there's no existence. The present is really what the existence is. Right. It's the moment. It's what it is. So if you have memories, like, for example, of a regretful, regretful past, well, that's not reality. Not it, it, now. Not now. Exactly. And that's what matters is now. It's reality in the past, but right. it's not reality in the now. And then same with the future. The future is like a daydream or fictitious imagination that we create to somehow satisfy our need to pretend that we are a self-existent and a stable entity. But again, that is a fugazi. That is an illusion. So the present, the past is an illusion. And the future is an illusion. So what you're left with, the middle way, which yeah. is the now. So the middle way is sort of like the center of the Oreo cookie. Oh, yes. It's it's the present and the best part. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you can't have an Oreo without the bottom and top. And But usually most people want to eat, they want to live in the present, so they eat the center first. I mean, I always did. I love it. It was the best. Yeah. And now they have the thin one, so I feel a little better about my life. But I like the peanut butter one. <laughs> oh, oh, stop. You know what? Oh, a few years ago, we had those. Days. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, Amazing. that's another another episode on, on Oreos. <laughs> so the goal is to understand this. And in Buddhism, a sage is someone who can fully understand past, present, and future and how it fits in our lives. And since the universe is governed by the law of cause and effect or causality, if you can observe your present through these eyes, putting on your causality glasses. Good point. I love that. So put on your, your causality glasses and start to look at your present. When you do that, you're going to learn a lot about your past and your future. And the world. It starts from micro to macro. So just think about that for a minute. If you think about through causality, thought, word, and action, living by that law of cause and effect, put your glasses on, look at the present, your present life, your families, your neighborhood, and so on and so on, the globe. You're going to learn a lot about the past and the future. So really everything, it comes down to 
the law of cause and effect. And how and how we and again with this concept of the whole, mm-hmm. where you see the whole of the past, present, and the future in one, and then the glasses, like you said, of the causality. So you don't mourn from the past, and you don't long for the future. That is two things you're not going to do. No. So, boom, that's gone. You go for the Oreo center. And you yeah. just, yeah, you're just in mm-hmm. the middle. And then, of course, because of that, you create a balance. Yeah. A psychological balance, a physical balance. You, uh, you, 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 like we did, uh, we talked before, you try to master to be in the present. It is hard, not a doubt. Not a doubt. It is hard, but it's an intellect. It's an it's an intellectual and a physical exercise that helps us and propels us to good things. Yeah, I think the main thing there is to live a life of value. And the present doesn't mean that you live frivolously. Oh, I'm living in the present, honey. I'm buying this. Yeah. Well, then, then your future is going to suck <laughs> if you're in credit card debt up to your neck. Exactly. So. It's to, when you find that middle way in that balance, those things don't really happen anymore. And why? Because if you implement appreciation and gratitude, that wipes those misbehavior way things away. The things that you're using to fulfill a happy p- present really aren't. So if you think living in the now means jacking up your credit cards, but Really, you don't have any appreciation for cash, for money, what it represents, gratitude for having things, gratitude for having that credit card. For earning it. Yes. So it can be a slippery slope and, and you know, a, a road to nowhere. So I think the main thing is to live a life that's meaningful, that has value. And, of course, the goal is happiness, of ourselves to begin with because nobody else can be happy unless you are first so that we become happy and to help others become happy and so that our perception of time and our our obsessions go away and that these past, present, future do no no longer have massive influences over our well-being. I think that's well said, very well said. There's a couple of fun quotes you sent. I wanted to read a couple of them. Uh, Quote, live for your dreams, not your memories, end quote. Another one I thought was cool is, quote, the past is kind enough to give you lessons. The present is kind enough to give you opportunities. The future is kind enough to give you both, end quote. I found one too that was I thought so sweet. was very um, explanatory on how to approach it. Quote: Yesterday says, "Forget me, but learn from me." Today says, "Embrace me, yet utilize me." Tomorrow says, "Anticipate me, then prepare me." That is a great map of how to approach the three of them. But yeah. you can see that it says. Today says, embrace me and utilize me, which means action. You know, what's interesting about that, too. I think that a lot of artists 
and filmmakers. Filmmakers, of course, are amazing artists. But you hear that a lot in dialogue. Oh, forget that past. Forget your past. I, I hear it a lot. That's in the past. Forget it. We're moving on. Just scenes that I can kind of see in my head and little song clips. But you can see how it's being infused into society. People know that they need to. It's a slow, slow burn to do these kinds of global changes among the human beings. But you can see that people want to make others aware that living in the present responsibly is a key to happiness. Yeah, helping others makes you forget about the past and the future. Why? Because you're helping and you live in the present, helping others. It definitely has an impact. So when we honor the present, you're honoring your life. All of us have expiration dates. We don't know when our lives are going to end. So I think it's obligatory that we make the best and the most of the time that we have here. And if try to live in the now, in the expanse of now and not in the past, because your past might be filled with a bunch of crap, with hurt or false beliefs that maybe you've already lived your best moments, which I don't believe that. That's a very important point you're bringing because uh, if you believe that you are lived your best moment and then you are stopping your progression, you're stopping your development and you forget to be a student for life. So it's an endurance to your uh, progression and to your development as a human being. You hear retired people say this all the time. Oh, I can't. I'm too old. Says who? Says who? <laughs> I guess that offends me when people say that because they think they are just, they've got it going on. They know exactly how everything works. And they do not understand that the human being, any living being actually, has infinite potential. So that is Arrogance at its finest to say that you are exact, you know everything about yourself and what your abilities are. Yes, uh, there's two concepts that I thought just right now about the fact that if you're around youth, it helps you live in the present. And the second one is that. Oh, they keep you current. Uh, there we go. Remember with, uh, with uh, the kid, Denny and Yuki's kids. They showed us, oh my God, it's the coolest thing on the iOS. They took a photo of a menu and then they put the translate, they held it, went to translate, hit translate, all these languages come up, hit the language they needed and it translated the menu when they were traveling. Beautiful. Loved it. Yes. That's very, that keeps you current. <laughs> that, you know, the youth is, is, is keeping you current. And the second one, I forgot about it because we live. And it's sometimes thoughts just go in the past. Yeah. Lack of being in the present. Mm -hmm. There we go. It's also important for us to, as I'd mentioned with some retired people who think they're too old for something or whatever, let go of any preconceived notion of how you believe the future will unfold for you. 
it, it may or may never occur. If you're worried about something happening, it may never happen. And if you're worried that it won't happen, it might happen. Do you get so, better at it? At living in the present? Oh my gosh, yes. Because you, you, you were... I was obsessed with the future. <laughs> I mean, an obsession, just like I'm my father's daughter. Just yeah, like I, I can get a bargain like nobody's business. Actually, I'd rather but, be obsessed with the future than living in the oh, past. Oh, I'm definitely not a past person. I'm like, that's over. Mm, Who cares? Me too. Don't even remember their names. Now, but that's if, another thing too. Hanging out is hard. It's a master of... What, hanging on to the past? Yes. It's it's a mastering skill. I, oh. It's a mastering skill to say, bye, it's gone. But in the present, we can expand and connect with others around us and create value. That's the whole point. Create value. And that way, um, like we mentioned, when it's time to go and it's your last breath, uh, you will. Uh, you can feel, you'll feel for sure the joy of knowing that you live well. Because you are focused on those moments, those present, and you leave them 100%. So basically, you will have a better memory. You will have a better past when you think about it. And so you'll be motivated at that moment to fully embrace the present. So living without regret is to live in the present. I think that's a good yeah. way of ending it. And as well, keeping in mind that the whole, yes, the non-linear mm-hmm. of the past, present, and future. Is. It's like a ball. It's like a circle. The present's in the middle, and it, the future and the past are around it. It's one big unit. It is. So... Well, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. It's not time for time? Oh, it's time for a fun fact. Let's be in the present. We're going to be in the present because it's time for a fun fact. Okay. It is February, although it's not the year for this. But it's a strange month because it's a leap year month. And to let you know... The probability of being born on leap year is 1 in 1,461. That's not very much. In the U.S., the U.S. Census Bureau data revealed that only about 0.07% or 205,000 people in the U.S. have a February 29th birthday. (laughs) I went to high school with fraternal twins who had a leap year birthday. And did you know that they were called leapers? I think that's a funny name. Leapers? Are you a leaper? I'm a leaper. Better than being a leper, I guess. I know the song. <laughs> I know the song we just wrote. Leaper, leap, leap, leap. Oh, but that's for later. Don't reveal too much. Oh, it's for Don't this re- year album coming up. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, spotlight. Um, in France, I was, I got sick, and I came back with it. And, uh, it wasn't COVID, though. No. And I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, you have to do a lot of STEAM things. And for many, many years, Tracy and me, when we're sick, we have been doing something called inhalation. I don't think in America it's very popular. But we have uh, explained to them yeah. the visual of it. It's a uh, plastic device. In fact, I've seen electric ones. I prefer this over the electric because once the water is cold, it's done and you're not going to burn anything. I think all that continuous heat might be too much, but 
it's like a inhaler plastic device. You lean over, you could stick your nose and your mouth in it. You pour boiling water and essential oil blend in there and you inhale as long as you, you're getting the steam. Yeah. And we got this, it's drop, it's about 50 drop for the one that we have, it's called Ario Misol. And we use that and we do it about three times. So when you're sick, it's very important um, to do those inhalations. So find out, go online, yeah. look for what kind of essential oil you can find and then uh, implement it when you have a cold. And you can even do it on a regular basis if you want to once a week to do a cleansing. But it's wonderful to uh, do those inhalations. And it smells really good. <laughs> and it does smell really good. And it's, yeah. And it's natural, so I'm and all about that. Good point. And yeah. it's natural. Uh, let's finish with the, the quote. I found a, a funny one, a great one. And this one is by Mr. Einstein. Quote. Albert, that is. Yes. Quote, two things are infinite. The universe and human stupidity. And I'm not sure about the universe. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed, he was a genius. <laughs> well, I guess the guy was thinking too much, so he had to... This is the kind of quote that will relax his mind. Reminds me of another uh, quote from Serge Gainsbourg where he said that this stupidity is the relaxation of the intelligence <laughs> also a good one it's also a good one yeah. but that one for Einstein awesome. is amazing thank you Albert thank you Albert well I wanted to say thank you so much don't forget you Apple users to leave us a, re a review if you just scroll down on the main podcast page you can see it and uh, you'll see the stars and you can leave a review for us or follow us on Spotify or your preferred platform. If you'd like to email us, please email us at rockyourlife@thevignatis.com, which will also be in the show notes. Yeah, or our regular email, thevignatis@gmail.com is good too. And you can go on our website. Yeah, the website is thevignatis.com. That's T-H-E-V-I-G-N-A-T-I-S. In February is the black... Uh, History Black Month. History Month and Valentine's Day and the Grammy yes the Grammys which we will tell you about next month I think so okay so anyway have a great month of February and remember we are here to help you rock, rock your, your life See?